If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. You're now listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Thanksgiving. Welcome to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. My name is Alon Danziger. I'm Rachel Teichman. We bring this to you every week here on RFB to connect the dots between then and now, our sounds of the youth, and learn a little bit about how we got from there to here. If you want to be on the show like our guests are going to be in just a second, you should do so. Reach out to the show and email because we're good to go at Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We'd love to hear your submissions. We'd love to hear what kind of ideas you have. Pitch us your uh, concepts for what possibly could be uh, added to the roster of a very, (laughs) as a myriad of different kinds of submissions. Uh, And uh, yeah, this is a very special episode, Rachel. Is it? You have a very special sweater on. It is the most special of sweaters. You're getting in the festive holiday spirit already. I bought it in high school, and I thought about that when I wore it here today. It's it's perfect. It's it's perfect. The holiday season is underway, which means a, a whole entire two months of having car commercials with bows on them. <laughs> That's unacceptable. We, I, I'm hearing voices, so why don't we uh, introduce our guests? We have guests. It's Thanksgiving, so it's only appropriate that we should be graced with uh, family on Thanksgiving. That's so true. So what better opportunity than to have returning to the show our friend Catherine Grant. Hello, good to see you. Along with her brother, Jim Grant. Hi. And her sister, Sheila Grant. I'm here. We have the Grant <laughs> siblings. Uh, a ha- only, only half of the Grant family in play here today. Well, where's the other half? I don't know. Where are the other half? Welcome to the Grant kids. Hello, y'all. Hi. Hey. Thank you for One's having us. One's in high us. school, so he's you know doing high school things. There. One's, one lives in Connecticut, so that's kind of far. And the other one... He wasn't in our movies, so... That's right, yeah. He wasn't... You have movies. Lots of home movies. Yes. Films. Films. <laughs> featured, featured length films, yes. How many Grant siblings are there? Six. Six wow. altogether. Last time we had you here, we got a chance to learn a little bit about the family dynamic. Uh, there's Will, who's your uh, the one in high school right now, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you've got two older brothers? Yes. yes. And that's Tom and Michael? Yes. yes. Okay. I think I, I'm pretty sure I had that right. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. And what's everyone's birthday? Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, well, actually, that's a good question. Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember you saying that you share a birthday with one of your siblings. Are Jim? With yes. Jim. Yeah. You and you both of you uh, have the same birthday. Yes. Yeah. In same April? birthday, five years apart, April 13th. Yeah. I, I woke up that morning supposed to have Pop-Tarts, and then I was like, where's my mom? And my babysitter was like, she's having your brother. And I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> we might have talked about that on the last podcast, but yeah. Getting things back up to speed here, um, it, the, you guys had a very unusual family upbringing because uh, being that, you know, 
six of you being raised not even in the country that uh, you technically are from. You were raised in England. Yes. For a very long time. Six years. Six years you spent living in England because your father had a job and you guys were outside London? Yes, just outside. Okay. Where, what was the town? Do you remember I ask? I I don't think we talked about that. So the first town we were in is called Weybridge and the school was in Cobham and then we moved to Walton and you've spent some time in England. So it's the Surrey area. It's apparently like- Oh Yeah just very picturesque like the movie the holiday yes. is shot in surrey yes um, a bougie wonderland did you guys have a lot of uh, fond memories of uh visiting all sorts of fun little like <laughs> places cottages cottages and I, was picturesque to say, I was gonna say pubs and i was like yeah because you, you totally were allowed <laughs> to go to, to pubs. always go to pubs <laughs> eight years old <laughs> exactly no you know you order a shepherd's pie like and the there's like a you know an old old folk behind the bar and there's a dog there maybe too well, it was know. actually really nice because Jim um, studied abroad for a semester in London. So he kind of got to do it as an adult, you know, pubs and things like right. that. So when we visited him, we we're like, oh, let's get a Guinness. Like, let's do it the way that we were never able to as kids. So it's yeah. kind of fun. How how uh, was that experience? You did that during college, you said? Yeah. So um, when we lived in England, it was between the ages of six to 12. And then I, I've been living... Just for Jim. We weren't all the same age. <laughs> we all collectively, like... <laughs> came at six so like it was sort of like a a, a stratified we're like waiting for each other um but i so when we came back um i lived in america for a while and then i went to college and i was like wow i kind of hate this and so (laughs) mom was like yeah go study abroad and i'm like where should i go she's like you should go to london england and i'm like well i mean i've already done that and she's like well you know it might be different and it totally was and i loved it so much and it was like kind of in the way of meeting a friend for the first time in a while, just catching up and like picking mm-hmm. up right where you left off. That's what it felt like for me because I just really love it there so much. And I might even try to work there and go back because it's, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of where my heart belongs. It's a lot of these, where a lot of these videos belong. Do you all have like True. Dual, dual citizenship or would you have to apply for that? We're close. We have indefinite leave to remain so we can work there for the rest of our lives, but we can't like I didn't vote. Know that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, after six years or seven years, you can apply. So if we went back, it would be pretty easy to get. Yeah. And my, my wife has uh, all the ability if she wanted to, because uh, she's she was raised for a lot of her youth in England and her mother was British. So she does actually have uh, the ability to just sign a paper and have dual citizenship all over again, which I guess means that I could. It's weird. Like the mm-hmm. fact that that is a, a possibility is cool. But then I look at like the politics of what's happening there and I'm like, Brexit. You could do the same with Israel. You could go to Israel right now and say, I want citizenship and they'll give it to you. Mm, not really into them right now. <laughs> I'm just saying you could. I could. You could. All the possibilities. Oh, the possibilities. Speaking of possibilities, let's talk about variety. Let's talk about the Thanksgiving table. Let's talk about growing up in a country that does not even recognize Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's absolutely right. We would tap into these American communities. like So we were at an American international school, and then our parents were able to go to American-related things because we didn't celebrate many Thanksgivings with our own relatives. I remember they would go to this Thanksgiving mass in London, and then we had a family friend one year who invited us over to like her big table of friends to do Thanksgiving. But many of them were just us. And I think that's kind of like the theme of our growing up is like we're incredibly happy just us alone because we became so close living over there and not being near our cousins and things like that. There was one year where we went to this super depressing like hall that 
all the like Americans from everywhere. Like we didn't know any of these people. They were all Americans. It was like a come together to celebrate Thanksgiving. And we were miserable. We were like, why are we here? Because our family's so big. So we kind of don't really need we're a two person family. Maybe we'd be like, oh, let's go hang out with other Americans. But sure. there's eight of us. So we usually like to just do dinner by ourselves. And we're like, mom, please stop making us do all these like American group things. Because <laughs> like there was no Halloween. So we did like trunk or treat. So there was always little substitutes for the things that we had did done. Tr- trunk or treat? Trunk or treat. Trunk so, or treat. Because ah, it was dangerous. It was dangerous then to uh, go out and celebrate Halloween in England. Now I think it's a lot more popular. Oh yeah, no, it's getting there. It's, it's getting there. But yeah. we would, uh, our school just had you park your car in a parking lot and everyone would open up their trunks and decorate them. So and you cool. would just walk around from trunk to trunk getting candy. Honestly, like a better safe... than like American Halloween. That's yeah. what American is going toward now. In the last few years, a lot of parents are becoming like extremely overprotective about trick-or-treating. And so trunk-or-treat is like the new norm. Yeah. That's so funny. That's amazing. Because like people, people get really creative with it. Like they would really deck out their trunks and you would go by and like everyone is in the same place. So you could just so easily Mm -hmm. like see See everyone everyone. in the town. And it's like everyone was there. Mm -hmm. It was the place to be. You could see your crush. You could see everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Who was your crush? I had so many crushes. I had a different crush every day of the week. And it all depended on how good their trunks were. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. so Both both trunks. (laughs) So big family unit. Before we play this first clip, but first of all, all the clips we're going to be playing this episode are a continuation of last episode that you were on, Kath, where we got a chance to listen to the audio from videos, home videos, a plethora of which uh, you and I got a chance to look through um, before we uh, did the show today. And we have here your father in this first clip. This is actually something that aired on the BBC. Probably BBC two or three, but yes, on the BBC. It still counts. A BBC. And it has to do with Thanksgiving. And yeah. you guys were recorded. Like they won't be able, the listener won't be able to see this, but there's a recording of you uh, all at the table. You're all sitting at the table for this meal. I think it was a summer month, maybe July. And we, we all put on our turtlenecks. And my mom made turkey. And yeah, it was for this this show where they were focusing on a different kind of berry every week, and this week was about cranberries. All right. A lot of clips to play for this hour, so let's get started with this first one. Would you like to read it out loud for the camera? Oh, certainly. Where is the letter from the BBC? Right there. Right right here. Dina, Stephen, Michael, Catherine, Sheila, Jim, and William Grant. They did pretty well. Yeah, and now Thomas, because he wasn't in it. That's true. Dear Grants, thank you so much for taking part in my film about berries for the BBC Two series, Ever Wondered About Food, and having a Thanksgiving dinner at the beginning of April, exclamation point. I was very pleased with the footage and your generosity with your time was very much appreciated. The series is due to transmit, I think that means go on the air, in September, with berries being the first episode. Once we have exact dates, we'll be in touch to let you know. Many thanks once again, and apologies for not writing sooner. I've been flat out with another episode in the series about nuts. Best wishes, Gabby Hornsby, producer. It's interesting because Catherine and I told um, the people who were interested at school that it was not going to be aired. Yes. So... So you'll have to tell some people at school that... Well, not me. Yeah, no, you will not be going back to school, will you? Today, Americans consume 400 million pounds of cranberries a year, 20% during Thanksgiving week. You could never have a Thanksgiving meal without cranberry. 
Whichever way you eat them, the cranberries, the all-American berry. That was just wonderful. I love the totally age-appropriate response. Dejected. <laughs> Like, like you're oh, I won't be going back that's, to school. That's that's Michael or Tom? That's, that's Michael. Michael. That's Michael, and Tom didn't even agree to do it. So oh. Tom wasn't in the note from the BBC because he said, I'm not doing, doing this. Yeah, this is stupid. There's that, there's that moment of dad reading off the names, and then Tom wasn't there. Just sort of like awkward pause because he wasn't in it. <laughs> Michael was like, oh, thank God I won't have to worry about talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> such teenage boys. <laughs> but it's also the idea that everyone at our school was going home watching the BBC every day. Like, sure. Even, no. No. Right? They weren't like, oh, I think there's a cranberry special on tonight. Let's all go to my house and watch it. And to think, I don't think I've ever consumed cranberries when I'm at Thanksgiving. It's like the last thing for me that exactly. I care about. Cranberries the- are such a priority for me at Thanksgiving. I think that it's like one of the most flaming dishes on the table. <laughs> Truly flaming. Flaming. It adds a little like tangy funk because everything else is just kind of fat and gooey and nice and... It kind of balances that out, but we just never ate it growing up. I don't even think we knew how to like make it or buy it. And to get American food abroad was hard. There was like an American store where you could get like goldfish and Oreos. And I'm sure we had to go there to get <laughs> genuine cranberry sauce. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll use this. That's amazing. I think food is so tied to like what you had growing up. And I think my mom's mom never served it. Someone at work this week was saying, same thing as you, Rachel. I can't imagine Thanksgiving without cranberries and people say that sentence and for us it's a meme because that's a phrase that the producers made my mom say that was not an authentic statement she would have ever said out loud but for us like if anyone says like oh i just can't imagine thanksgiving without cranberries we kind of bite our lip and we're like mm-hmm. <laughs> can you <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> okay got a story about that but do you have 45 minutes children mm. you guys mm. playing in the background it seemed like uh especially as we'll hear in this hour that uh there was not a shortage of uh, fun that you all were having with each other making you know plays sketches and recording a lot of them yeah actually i was visiting um our aunt sheila my name's sheila but i was visiting aunt sheila it's a little bit confusing i was visiting her this weekend and i was telling her that we were coming on this podcast to talk about films that we made as kids and she was like yeah you guys also used to do plays and she was talking about a thanksgiving where we sat all the aunts and uncles down and we like popped out from behind the couch and did like a performance for everyone. And she I'm all us us three probably we used to dress Jim up in whatever we wanted. Um, But so it was some of it was live plays. It wasn't just recording I vaguely remember this. Like very vaguely. I was probably dressed as a pilgrim and it was probably at the Colonel Thomas house behind that reddish couch. Yeah. Yeah, so we were always doing little skits and playing drama games and <laughs> being in school productions. Like, we always wanted to be pretending to be other people. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. We have uh, to take a listen to Jim now. Uh, one of two clips that we have uh, of you. This one has you and your brother, Will, and also a little bit of singing. I am going to a concert for the fifth grade, sixth grade. Well, actually... The low, all the lower school, all the middle scores, and all the high scores. The singing, uh, people, there's going to be singing and people in the orchestra. Okay, okay, okay. Yes? What is it, Will? We can't tell. Because Anita opened up the sing. Hello? What's your name? No need to tell me. How old are you? Four. Four. No need to talk to me. Okay. Um. Go away. I'm doing you. Okay. okay, Will. 
Why are you bending down, honey? Stand up. Stand up straight. Okay. Well, say goodbye to the camera. Oh my goodness. That was so precious. There's there's a lot going on there. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of flame and anger on going on there. <laughs> You're just going to have to get used to it, Grants. This is the this is the <laughs> way it is. We're having a flaming Thanksgiving uh here in the <laughs> flaming hot with cranberries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I guess what's most evident to me in that video is the dynamic between Will and I. With all the children there's like a 2 or 3 age gap between Will and I 6 years. So he was sort of the unexpected baby because I was the baby. So I had a good run of like six years of being You're like- You're still the baby to me. Thank you. <laughs> there was a good time when I was sort of like the, the cherished little baby child. And then he kind of took that over and <laughs> fully embraced it because he's the biggest drama queen and takes all the attention. So for me, also a drama queen and wanting all the attention- I was constantly like vying for attention. It's really interesting. You can see the arc because at the at first it's like a video about me and I'm really trying my <laughs> hardest to make it about me. This is a metaphor. Right? I'm like, I'm going to a concert and I'm super excited about it. And, and Will's like, I want to be in it. And so like, I'm like, okay, okay. Like you can have your moment. And what gets me every time is like <laughs> when the camera resets because you can tell that in between the cuts is Will like crying. <laughs> And yeah. so like he finally settles down and you get to see like the pristine baby like you know like the first the first frame he's just got this little smile on his face like I got what I wanted. He's like this is my birthright. And he doesn't know what to do. He just doesn't say anything. I liked you I find... dancing during the video. Right. At the end it's nice that they put you you were probably moving so much in practice that they're like let's put this guy at the end for Wonderwall. <laughs> That was amazing. I'm so oh, uninhibited. During the concert. Yeah. So yeah, that was a Christmas concert in where uh, you were at the end and very animated and not not hard to find at all. I don't think I've cared that much about anything since. <laughs> I think that was your greatest project. Like, was... Ooh, I would not be so quick to say that. We have improv to watch next. <laughs> That's true. We have a lot more theater stuff. Theater Matrix. Theater yeah. Matrix. So, okay, the Theater Matrix. Explain a little bit about this. Yeah. Uh, you were children. Yes. Doing Improv games, short form improv games. Yes, I was probably in seventh grade at this point. So jealous. We we had um this Australian theater teacher. She was so kooky. She was the craziest. And like I remember, all the kids would like joke about this wig that she wore because she wore a wig. Really? Yeah, I think so. I believe it. And it was she had like this bob, and like apparently I never saw it fall off, but apparently it fell off multiple times. Could have been a rumor. Could have been like talk of the town, but. That was like the juicy goss. Like mm -hmm. if you got to see her wig fall off. 
she was a really i know she was such a sweet lady and so like she decided that instead of doing a play she was going to do this improv extravaganza with like all these students and got a really big reception it was teams of four and we had like six seven teams like a lot of people wanted to do it and i looking back on it it was really smart as an educator and like Mm. uh, a teacher because everyone got their moment to shine engaged people yeah so many people got to come out and no one was cut you know big audiences from the parents exactly and students because it was really fun to watch yeah and so but i remember at the time everyone was like what like what is this like improv we want to do a play blah Mm -hmm. blah blah because like you know everyone wants their moment in the sun but it's funny because the same people who are complaining about that are like the people who don't get the big roles you know so it's like everyone could play and you're it's like everyone's the same level of part yeah everyone got to have fun which is something i really respect about it now like looking back on Mm -hmm. crazy hair wig lady Mm -hmm. so so your team name, I believe. Oh, uh, God. It was I, something it, Phoenix. The Masked Phoenixes. The Masked Phoenixes. Because the of, Masked Phoenixes. Of course, it's it's neither cool nor funny, which is the perfect <laughs> sweet spot. You know, as like a child, you're like, oh, yeah, like, let me think of this super cool name. The Masked Phoenixes. Yeah. Cooking a barbecue of fat sausages. Cooking a barbecue of fat sausages. Man, these fried sausages are gonna end up so nasty when I finish them. Oh man, all oh, that sweet smell of the sausages right when they're raw. Yeah, I love that. And that oil, oh, that's tender. Oh, and add, add all that. Oh, Oh, sorry, it's the fire department. Hello, ambulance. Oh, yes. Um, we got 
fake dying of rat poisoning and painkillers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is my camera right away? Okay. That's not humans. Help me. I can fuck it. Come on. Quick. Be Is hot. It's it's also uh, steamy. It's uh, flaming. It, it's flaming, and we're uh, switching a little bit because we were just having a grand old time listening uh, effectively here in the studio watching. <sighs> I don't think I knew that there was a game of freeze where it just like went back in reverse. Yeah, there's a game like that that I've played. It's it's called Superheroes, and like people like you fill in, and then there's four people, and then you file out. But I think that was like that game was interesting. I, I realize I scream a lot. And you carry the whole goddamn team. Yeah, yeah. you're initiating every scene and that one girl didn't initiate so then right. you just jumped in, which is like what you gotta do. Yeah, I remembered this wrong. I, I always felt bad for like, mm. but she, I waited until she said something. Yeah. I didn't just go for it. Definitely. So I'm glad I did that. My favorite part is um, when the judges gave you your score and Jim is so excited by the score that they got that he's hopping off the stage, like screaming, like, <laughs> like he's squealing just won a million like a dollars. Pig. <laughs> like the rest of the team is like, oh yeah, that's great. And Jim's like, yes, oh my God, this is great. I, I'm so competitive. I'm so, so, so competitive. You guys won that event. Yeah. So there was, there was two nights of it. We had like a, a dress rehearsal. We actually did better the night before. And so our scores were really high. So we won. So I was like, let's do it again. And so mm. like, I was really nervous that we wouldn't win again mm. because a lot of the kids were saying, oh, like the judges are like stacked against us. Or like, they were saying like, they were saying something like that we shouldn't be winning. You or know whatever. that theater matrix smacked up. Yeah. Like the haters, you know? And so like, I was really self-conscious about that. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to prove it to you and I'm going to win again. And then I did. So I was super happy about that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Rachel. Uh-huh. Any, any 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 thoughts from uh, uh, Im- doing improv from a young age? I also started in seventh grade, so it feels so natural. Um, I think kids are like the best people to be doing improv because yeah. they're not as self conscious about playing pretend as adults are, and there's so much less hesitance. You can progress a lot faster, and kids are natural team players. So 
I think it's great. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Some of the things I said, I was like, I can't believe that I had that type of imagination Me back too. then. Like, it yeah. just doesn't even occur. You, uh, from what I've been hearing, uh, you still capitalize on that Im- imagination and you are pursuing acting. Yes, uh, I'm acting in the city. I just finished a show. I've also been writing as well, sort of trying to get more of my writing out there, sort of be less inhibited. Can learn something from my seventh grade self. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely. Well, let's take a uh, just a quick breather, and when we return, we are going to get to more of the Sheila Catherine stuff. Goldmine. I mean, if you thought what you just heard was goldmine, it's gonna it, it's just gonna get more golden. The golden goose, all the turkey, all the stuffing. Oh yeah. Oh, it's all coming. It's all coming. I don't know what my accent is here, but <laughs> it's something. <laughs> you sound Southern. you sound like uh, the coach in uh, Big Mouth. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, I'm just you know. This is how I'm gonna talk now. No, I'm not gonna do that. It'll be another Halloween episode. Exactly. (laughs) Stick around, the grandkids. The the grandkids. You're not kids. You're adults. (laughs) Sheila Grant, Catherine Grant, and Jim Grant are joining Rachel Teichman and myself, Alon Danziger, for this edition of Lost and Rewound. Kicking it here in the rec room. Stick Mm -hmm. around. We got more Thanksgiving goodies right after this. Bring on the pie. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you want to listen to our past episodes, including Palette Expander, which is an episode title for the one that Catherine Grant was on earlier this year, listen to that on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts, or you can go to our website, our main page. RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash LAR. The megaphone player below our information of the show does have all of our past episodes there with a click of a button for you to listen to. Um, and that one is really fun, as well as all the other ones that we've done this year. Um, we've been really fortunate. Uh, Rachel Teichman joined the show this year, and it's been just a fun, fun experience ever since you got here, my friend. It sure has. We here strive to uh, mix it up and keep you at home or in the car or wherever you may be, private listening uh, and enjoying the sounds of us yucking it up here. We have more from the sounds of England as recorded from the Grant household. You must have been watching some really amazing television out back then. Like, what kind of programming were you guys all watching in the household? Well, it's so funny you mention that because people ask about high school. I didn't play a sport. I was... Not in a lot of the plays. I really, TV, watching TV was one of the only things I did. And watching it with Sheila is, still is our favorite thing to do. We would lay on two different couches. So like we can't see each other. And us watching TV and commentating on it is how we built, I think, our banter. And because we were seeing all the same stuff, then we probably were like referencing that in our stuff. But what we used to watch, what do we used to watch? Like friends and stuff like that. But I remember when Catherine left for college because they were like two couches that kind of made an L. And Catherine left for college and I, I would find myself talking to myself because I thought that she was watching TV oh with me because we were on such autopilot all the time, just being vegetables, like watching like America's Sex Top Model, like ridiculous TV. And when she left for college, I was like, oh, my God, who am I going to talk 
what is about all these dumb shows? Yeah, it was a lot of sitcoms and reality TV. How about Full House? No. So we only got certain channels and shows in England. And Friends was definitely on a lot. Scrubs. Sheila and I watched a lot of Disney Channel as well. And Nickelodeon. More Disney Channel, though. So we had Sky TV, which was like very selective about what it chose. Mm-hmm. I sense that this was very much inspired by one of like the lifestyle or cooking shows that oh, no. you may have watched. I think this is just called Springtime. I don't know if that was what you meant to call it in the video, but that's what I called the file. This so- one couldn't be more cringy. This is going to be fun. Okay. That's what we look forward to. Who could it be? Hi! Cynthia! It's so good to see you. You too. Lovely house. Looks very Easter-like. Oh, thank you. I try. Oh, we were just about to cook something in the kitchen. That sounds great. I think it would be more exciting if you did something, though. Okay. You're such a great cook. I don't know. I haven't prepared anything. Let me show you to the kitchen. Okay. Can I go wash my hands? Lovely kitchen. Thank you. I've tried to make it as springy as I can. Sparkle. It's just like you. Always in season. Okay. Um, where can I find an apron? Right here. and stick them into the bowl. Make sure that you don't have too many of these yucky white things because they may get kind of stuck in people's mouths and very chewy. So I always rip them off. Um, Cynthia, what do you do if there's seeds on the clementines? What I normally do is I just spit it out. But I think the people will have to figure that out on their own. This is more of a decorative piece than a tasteful piece. Wow, it looks like a flower. I know. Then I'm going to get the whipped cream and stick it on top of here. Maybe you should shake it first. It's a good idea. Spark that. Sounds really watery. Nobody likes watery whipped cream. They don't like it broken either. 
Anything to try your cooking. I'm so glad Cynthia came. Mmm. And the whipped cream is well fat. So remember, it's spring and Easter time, not Christmas time. Goodbye. Happy Easter. Ah, uh, tears, tears. Okay, let's 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 collect ourselves here a little bit. Um, <clears throat> that should have been seen it, it was only heard the 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 what you guys were doing was so wonderful the tag teaming back and forth about this but you were making a clementine dish with whipped cream on it <laughs> and that will not be seen so it's important that the listener the listeners can now try it at home hopefully those instructions are informative enough that they can also get an oh ice cube dish in the center and a, a teacup dish and it looks like a flower it looks like a cake what doesn't it look like I want, I want to know what Rachel thinks. Everything about that spoke to my soul, to the absolute core. I just, everything about it, it's it's perfection. <laughs> Thank you. It's even better than Flamin'. What can I say? <laughs> it's just it's like the sincerity. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was clipping this up and watching it and trying to get something prepared for today. Um I, I couldn't help but use this particular part. There was so much of it that was great. Going around the house, being like, oh, these Christmas candles don't fit with Easter. They're going to go away so that we can get something a little pinker, you know, a little <laughs> a little more festive. Oh, this is more of a Christmas painting. Let's put this away and put it with another more Easter-like painting. <laughs> You're like literally going around your house. You're getting like, you get this like perfect tour of your beautiful house and you're seeing you just like moving things around and changing things around for this what time of year were you even making it were you actually making it during christmas and then you're like it's not christmas it's easter we're making springtime definitely my half of it which we didn't hear it was definitely like martha stewart inspired yeah but listening and watching it now i realized we must have just been seeing so much of those food prepping shows and the stupid like narrative that they add of like yeah. and it's so simple and easy and when i do this for friends and all this like bullshit <laughs> but it's funny because there's like a there's a uh, me trying to authentically do it like I'm trying to do it how I think people on TV are doing it but then I'm also joking at the same time so there's like kind of a funny balance yeah. there my favorite part is you say something and make Catherine break and she goes <laughs> ah <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line of like you're copying it but you're also satirizing it but you yeah. also love it Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love it. We satirize it. And this is a clip that we never rewatch because it's too cringy for us. So it was uh-huh. really nice watching it and having Rachel's response to it of this is tapping into something that we all like know. But yeah. for us, it, because we are so sincere, it's like too cringeworthy. I also want to, for the for the listeners that can't see, I want everyone to know that my hair in this clip is like a mop, super curly, and I didn't brush it. I just looked like a crazy person. So I just, I think that will paint a, a nice image for people. And I'm wearing a cardigan also. Which... It's, yeah, it's very, you were so florally. 
The entire yeah. entire clip was just so florally. Whatever you made with that clementine whipped cream looked like a flower. It really it was good. A, a flowery cake. <laughs> the second uh, clip we have for this half hour seems like a sort of a precursor to karaoke, maybe. Um, oh, God. It's the only thing I can think. But I'm not sure what exactly is going on here. <laughs> oh, so my God. I'm going to need you guys. <laughs> I'm going to need you guys to help out and paint the picture here. I think it is. And now I'm gonna put it down for all of y'all. Whoever think the party stinks. The party doesn't stink. Just someone has a party. This party stinks! One second. <laughs> no one makes me feel this way. Party ever! have a karaoke machine it was the piano and it had like sample tracks on it <gasps> I, I love that's the, even better ah uh, presets are my jam we i don't know if we say our character names but i was mc me and Catherine was honey cakes my girlfriend oh ba- ba- oh baby cakes or honey cakes honey cakes what was so bad about the party so the the larger arc of the story of kitchen is that i have no friends and so <laughs> I, it's this disaster party where it's just me and i've invited or my parents i guess Okay, my psychotic has mother procured. has found these two oh. entertainers for the birthday party. And is, is the idea that like did these... I play this out of order by mistake? I must have played it out of order. I have another kitchen clip. Oh um, yeah, this yeah. is the end of kitchen. What you oh. just played? That's okay though. It's the best of kitchen. Spoiler I think. alert: MC Me and Honey Cake show up and steal the show. Yeah, they, they clearly do. Was was the idea that my crazy mother hired these people, or that? She dressed up and pretended to be these people. I think you could read either. Yeah, because both are valid. Because in this, I'm your sister, and I easily could have just dressed up and become honey cakes. I like the, I like that more. Yeah, I, I also, I love the the personal story of like you you dressed up thinking that you were going to be like 
a guy as well and like the tough like mc me character and then she'll immediately is like honey cakes and you're like okay <laughs> i guess this is what i'm doing now i'm just very impressed by sheila's musical improv abilities yes. she has yeah. an ability to hear three seconds of a sound clip and then it, write all of those lyrics on the fly none of that was edited at all and i still like we'll still sing parts of these songs to each other like Elizabeth. That's a family anthem. Elizabeth had no friends. Elizabeth has no friends, which is almost <laughs> like about you. Right. At party. It's like so and aware. J- and I like how Jim turned the camera to himself to say worst party ever while she and I are still recording songs yeah. in the background. Like mm-hmm. he just took over. Yeah, it wasn't even about the camera. We were just having fun. And like, I think Jim would just start and stop recording whenever he felt like it because there's parts that are just cut off completely. So like he would stop recording and we'd keep going. Well, and you, you'd go like to change the track or something and you'd be like all right let's start over so then i would stop the camera i think you can also see like the depreciation and like effort as the songs go along <laughs> like yes. the, the, when you're just singing la 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 <laughs> yeah that's a theme in a lot of our family videos is that like we're all so excited when it started we're in costume like everyone's excited and then like you're a kid so you get tired after two hours and like you don't want to commit to like finishing the plot or like no. closing the loop on anything yeah. yeah so all of our videos don't have a proper ending or we get really silly by the end of them yeah sometimes you get the juiciest nuggets when you just don't care anymore mm, because uh we did this play this out of order it's only fair that we play the precursor so let's take a listen to the kitchen Kitchen. You know, I am, I'm pretty tired. I think I'm going to call it a day. Go take a nice long nap. <sighs> Dorothy, you haven't done anything. It's like 7 in the morning. For your information, my name is Mom. I clean the fork. Mom, have you seen my, Mom, have you seen my telescope? <laughs> no, go ask your mother. Frederick, have you seen my telescope? Yeah, Mom's hiding it in one of her closets. Had enough of this. <laughs> whoa, whoa, chill the waffles. You lied. To my face. What are you talking about? The telescope, your closet. I think I pieced it together. Who told you? Darn right it was Frederick. <laughs> Rat weasel. I am your mother, and you will not address me in such a manner. Go, go to your room. I will. Now you stay up there. And don't go to my room on the left-hand side closet, please. Thank you. <laughs> I have some very interesting news that I think you'll be quite pleased with. Your, um, your little friend Benjamin can't come today. I'm so sorry, honey. Oh, that, that's okay. Um, I'm just gonna go to the Okay. Um, you do that. I, I, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah, okay. Don't get lost. I'm just gonna uh, weep my tears away. Kitchen. Stop. Mom? 
routine, keep my cardiac work going, you know, the usual. First, it was our attempt at a sitcom. When I first started watching, I was like, oh, we're doing a sitcom. But then Sheila <laughs> has an ability to create this, like, super dark character that it then became, like, absurdity. Like, it became an absurdist mm. sitcom. There's there's a lot of, like, weird production value things that we really tried to put in there. Like, the weird transitions and, like... The close-ups of your sweaty brow. <laughs> I, yeah, I, think, I think we did little, like, water droplets. Yeah. I also like this kitchen and, and MC Me because that was Catherine and I, like, trying to learn how to use makeup. And clearly we didn't know how. Um, so in this clip, I have like burgundy lipstick all over my lips and like yeah. probably on my braces. <laughs> <laughs> what year is this video from approximately? So this is when we moved to the other house. So it's... If I had to put money down, I'd say 2006 or 2007. That World of Warcraft was pretty big back then. Yeah. <laughs> is that wow. pretty topical? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow. But were you actually using that? Like, or was it just like something? Um, I think t our brother Tom played, but I was able to draw from a lot of specifics. What I what I love about these as well is none of them are scripted in advance. They're all improv. Um, but if we're all just in the right mood to do something like this, we just like go with whatever's happening. And some of them nail it. And some of them are just like weird. There was parts that I really like me dancing around in the kitchen. <laughs> I never want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the flubs too, because... Uh, we had like this camcorder so like our version of editing we like wouldn't put it on a computer and like edit it you know that way we would if we didn't like something we would rewind the tape and then tape over it oh yeah sure so there's like the flubs that are in there still that are kind of my favorite part when you're like no no stop <laughs> it's only appropriate that since we are effectively now in the holiday season we should have a Christmas clip what do you think the meaning of Christmas is I think what the kids are trying to say is toys that's the impression I got, too. But seriously, toys are overrated. Yeah, it's about being with your family. And love. And delicious food. And Father 
Christmas. That brings you back to toys. He isn't all about toys. Freak. He symbolizes Christmas. Whatever. Can't work with this. Ah! You're forgiven. Christmas is also about forgiving one another. Feed the world. Let them know it's Christmas time. Feed the world. Let them know it's Christmas time. Feed the world. Let them know it's Christmas time. Shh, Father Christmas is coming. He is? Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas, Captain and Gina. He came! He came! He can't come in. What do you have against Papa Noel? Well, I think the Grinch brings the toys, and then Santa steals them, so then the Grinch has to bring them back. <laughs> You're right. We can't be too careful. Can't get in here. Or here. All set for Christmas. It's true. Merry Christmas, everyone. And Happy New Year. So, like, the evolution of the videos, like, that one is a great example of how, like, our videos evolved because, like, working on Kitchen when we had to constantly, like, rewind and stuff to, like, fix these, like, big flubs, we just, well, you guys, this is the, the era of Catherine and Sheila closed, like, parentheses. Um, it was just quick cuts for everything. Quick, quick, quick. It was, like, six seconds back and forth, almost like Vine. We used to just get a lot of random energy at night, but we always shared a room and at night I'd be like, Catherine, I don't want to go to bed yet. Like, let's record something. And we would just take the camera and walk around the house. It was yes. never like planned. It was never during the day. <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's really special to see being able to be as imaginative and inventive as that was. Uh, and really just overall, this entire hour has just been rich with imagination. I'm just so thrilled that this happened. Like all of this audio, all of this video has just been a, a treasure trove. Your parents are so lucky. Your whole family, your whole, your whole family is so tight for six kids. We'll make a new video for you, just for you. You will? Maybe over the holidays, we'll make you an exclusive clip. Ooh. A Catherine and what? Sheila show, Thanksgiving edition. I really like that idea. I need this to happen. I was thinking a lot about how like you guys just like, yes and each other like so well. In the Easter one, Catherine's just like offering things like, oh, it looks like a flower. And Sheila's like, yes, it does. And it's like, it looks like a cake. It's like, no, it doesn't. But yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Did you learn a lot about improv from watching them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can see earlier in like when I'm just like screaming my way through the scenes. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, so. it's funny. You can tell like I'm I'm one of like six kids because like I finally get my chance to be the loudest voice and I just don't know how to control it. So I'm just like unbridled, untethered, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but I'm also you can tell like at least watching it, I could tell how much I was listening to my teammates and really trying to work with them. And saying, like, you got to give me something here, but if you don't, I'm just going to scream. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I've just got to <laughs> let you know I'm going to scream the whole time. <laughs> this has been a dream for me to, like, do this session. So you and I have been talking about it since I recorded Palette Expander. Yeah. And I didn't think Sheila and Jim would come. <laughs> I'm so down to come. <laughs> so this has just been really cool because each time, because we rewatch these as a family over holidays or whenever we get in the mood and it's it's really different to do a session like this. I'm obsessed with scrapbooking and making memories. And we can listen to this in five years and be like, 
wow, like that was our early New York time and look yeah. at how much is different. So this is very... We were so hot and young. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been really meaningful for me and I've been choked up a lot of times. So thanks for having us. Catherine, of course, we're privileged to be able to have uh, you and Sheila and Jim on this edition of Lost and Rewound. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank you. We'll be back in a little bit to wrap up. Before we go, just want to remind you about a few very important things about Radio Free Brooklyn, all in a paragraph that will be read by Rachel (laughs) right now. Go for it, Rachel. Giving Tuesday is the antidote to Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Give back on Tuesday, December 3rd by donating or creating your own fundraiser for Radio Free Brooklyn. On that date, RFB will also be launching Drive to Five a campaign leading up to our five-year anniversary in May. We think giving should be fun. So each month, we'll be offering challenges and prizes like the limited edition RFB t-shirts, me bottles, free podcasting sessions, and more. Our goal is to raise $25,000 to continue to bringing you independent local community radio for another five years. Right now, you can help us reach our goal through a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Thank you so much, Rachel. And thank you out there, whoever you may be, or however many people you may be, for listening to this edition of Lost and Rewound. And we'll catch you here next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Feliz Navidad. Rachel's thankful for? I am thankful for Lost and Rewound and the demolition of the patriarchy. Agreed. I'm, I'm in all favor of that. And I'm, I'm also thankful for puppies. And kittens. And hedgehogs. All of the animals. All of the animals. All of them. Ferrets. Except for swans. Maybe yeah, not cockroaches. Swan. They're kind of, swans are kind of jerks.